Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. Hebrews 11.7 says, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. The story of Noah's ark is as well known to both believers and unbelievers as any other event in the Bible. Of course, as with many of the Bible accounts that the world chooses to portray, the circumstances surrounding the flood and the ark are often completely misrepresented by those who reject the authenticity of the Bible. While the Bible tells the story of God's judgment on this sinful world and God's merciful preservation of the human race through Noah and his family, the unbelieving world depicts the whole narrative as the story of a floating zoo. Few men have impacted the entire human race to the extent that Noah did and still does. If that sounds like an exaggeration, I encourage you to consider Noah's life for a moment. The world before the flood was a much different place than it is today. The first 1600 years of human history is covered in just eight Bible chapters. So there's so much that God chose not to tell us about the pre-flood world. One thing we do know is that before the flood, people lived much longer than we do now, as long as seven, eight, nine hundred years. But there are two things that were definitely not different before the flood. One is the character of God. The other is the sinfulness of man. Man became so wicked and corrupt that God's holiness and justice demanded that God bring judgment upon the human race. But God didn't want to eliminate the human race. He wanted to renew the human race, to give it a reset. Understand that if God had wiped out the human race with the flood, then nobody who had died before the flood could have been redeemed. From Adam to Noah, every person who received salvation received it on the basis that the Redeemer would come and pay the sin debt someday. If the flood destroyed the entire human race, the Redeemer would never come to pay for the sins of the people who had already died trusting God. The ark was about the past and the future of mankind. The first time that the word grace is found in the Bible, it's applied to Noah. Genesis 6, verses 7 and 8. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air. For it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God says about the world in Genesis 6, 11 and 12, The earth also was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. But he said about Noah in verse 9, Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. God gave Noah the details of how he was going to destroy the world and use an ark to save Noah and his family. And he told Noah exactly how to build the ark. This was a huge project. Some believe it took as long as 120 years for Noah to complete it. And as Noah worked, he preached to the world around him. 2 Peter 2.5 calls him a preacher of righteousness. When Noah was finished building the ark, many years after he began, and it was time for him to bring all the animals into the ark, God told Noah one more time, Thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. 
It had taken great faith for Noah and his family to continue in this building project for all these decades. Now it was going to take even greater faith for Noah, his wife, his sons, and their wives, eight people all together, to turn their backs on the world and move into the ark. It's remarkable that Noah chose to move into the ark. It's more remarkable that Noah persuaded his wife to move into the ark. It's even more remarkable that Noah and his wife persuaded their sons to move into the ark. And it's most remarkable that Noah's sons persuaded their wives to move into the ark. Noah's faith must have made quite an impression on his family. In a world so corrupt that nobody outside of his family could be persuaded to repent after 100 years of Noah's preaching, his wife, his sons, and his daughters-in-law were willing to stake everything on Noah's faith. Have you ever had anybody criticize you for sheltering your children too much? How are they ever going to learn to live in the real world if you shelter them like that? I've heard that from time to time over the years. But never forget that when the flood came, Noah's kids were the only ones who were sheltered. Noah was a just man. Noah was perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah worked 100 years to build the ark as God had commanded him. Noah preached to the world around him as he faithfully built that massive ark. Noah had such a consistent faith in God that his wife, his sons, and their wives were willing to follow his lead, turn their backs on the world, and move into the ark. Noah sheltered his family from the corruption of the world around him and from the destruction caused by that corruption. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Christian, your God will deliver you and your family from the corruption of this world. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you. So dear Christian, stay.